0: The brand partners also told us the average order volume also increased um, by, uh, on average by like about 25 to 30% uh, because users, they learn more.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of the Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. I am Alessandro Boglieri, CEO of the company, and today with me, I'm so happy to have Trost ceo and and founder of social chat with us on the on the show today welcome
0: hi everyone thanks for having me alessandro
1: absolutely i i i love to like to connect and talk today about this topic you know that is going to be about you know live streaming and shopping and you know it's something that i've been following for a long time um and it's funny to me to see that certain countries right like say for example in china and other asian countries are you know, I've been doing that for 10 years and now in the States and in Europe, it's something still quite new. So it's going to be really, I think, interesting to see right? what you have to share with, with the audience, because it's such a buzzword, but it, to me, it seems that a lot of people are you know, still a bit confused right, about what it is. But first of all, tell me and tell us a bit more about yourself. What is your background? right? And also, why did you build Social Chat?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I actually started my career as a machine learning engineer and has been in other social platforms and e-commerce platforms for all my career, like Twitter, Pinterest, uh, latest I wish, uh, building the marketing solutions and also like really working with uh, the companies I admire like Twitch, Shopify, etc. on their user uh, engagement and acquisition. So I think the reason I built this company is quite simple. User shopping behavior has been super changed over the last two years. They are really not satisfied with static images, just a few text descriptions. They really want to see the product demo. They really want to gain the interaction with the brand. They really want to see how other shoppers are thinking. So that's why, uh, like you said, A lot of these marketing campaigns move into influencers, to power users, to user generated content and to more interactive format as well. So that's why I built this because the brands are seeking a better solution to be able to conduct all these campaigns while knowing exactly what are the results. Right, because we want to do a campaign by knowing whether we are really getting new customers or making new revenue, uh, and also who are the best people we should be hiring uh, in these campaigns and at what time, so people can really feel confident to continuously run this as a channel. Yeah, so that's why I built this for the brand.
1: And, and when did you when did you build it? When did you start working on such a chart?
0: Yeah, so the company is quite young. Uh, We started building this last year.
1: Okay, so still fresh, still getting, I guess, feedback and, you know, just getting insight and everything. But uh, is there also like, is that some, so you said a lot of fantastic brand names before, right? Companies and in the social media, right? Uh, Is there anything that maybe, anything that made you click in terms of like, okay, I, I love the corporate world, but maybe now I'm ready to start something on my own? Uh, what was your story there? Did you want it always to create something by yourself or because you were into this big corporation, we were like, okay, I'm, I'm seeing that there is something that we could do better. And maybe I wanted to do by myself.
0: Uh, I think it really just want to believe that for the longest time, the companies really rely on all these social media platforms to do advertisement and to do their content marketing and to connect with their customers. But because of all these privacy policy changes, it's not really possible anymore to do a Mm. lot of these operations. So I really feel now is a perfect timing to give the power back to the brands and to the e-commerce companies. They should be building the direct uh, relationship with their customers instead of through these platforms. These platforms can still be helpful, but ideally you are not only a user of Instagram, but you are actually a customer and a user registered on this brand's website as well. So I feel both the macro trend of how the platforms lost the ability to really track the customers, but also I think the pandemic caused uh, make all the users feel more comfortable shopping online, and the brands want to really move their customers uh, online as well. So. I think this is the right time. The press should be having this power at the moment.
1: It, it makes sense, and I also remember that when we, you know, briefly chat before this, like you know, episode, you also told me that you're really proud of, uh, you know, your automatic recommendation system, right? That you're building in social chat, right? Uh, it, it's a way, right? That you told me that it's just a easier way for people, right, to 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 find new things online, right? Especially in a, in a moment where social media are pushing for new content. Uh, even if you're not following them, right? We're going from a network-based to an interest-based, right? Um, can, can you tell me a bit more about, about that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think exactly to what you said, Alessandro, if we feel users do love to get recommended content on social media before, why don't we have that in our store ourselves? Right. So when the customers come to the storefront, right now it really relies on um, the content marketing managers to manually curate the content for what they feel is the base for the customers to see. But it makes way more sense that throughout the user behavior and user engagement and finally user transactions. We know what content engage users the most and automatically recommend it to users depending on which pages they feel, what shopping journey they have. And most importantly, they get the most fresh content at all times without needing uh, the brands to update uh, manually themselves.
1: And that helps, right? Because if not, you're going to be into this sort of like never-ending loop, right? Where you have to continuously have to bring in new... Right, new new content, new videos, and I mean, not a lot of people think about it, but it's time consuming, right? That there is effort to put in, right? If you have to manually select things, so I think that you know maybe an algorithm and an automation recommendation system can help you in that, right? So, um, and that is that is really interesting to uh, you know to, to see, and I'm happy that you are actually building that because I mean, again, we're we are living in a in a you know social media world where you get a lot of recommendation based on your behavior, right? Um, so. And and is there, like, um, do do you feel that other social media or other live streaming, like, you know, again, features, are they working on something like that? Or do you still think that there is a lot of uh, maybe improvement and and therefore that's why you're building that?
0: So it's just not really possible for brands to gain the same level of user uh, recommendation and also like the right relation with customers right now if they just do it through the platform. I can give you an example. They say you saw amazing video on Instagram uh, and you liked it. So they saw your handle. I don't know what's your handle. They say I've mentioned uh, sunny day. There's mm-hmm. no way they know it's Alessandro, right? Uh, yeah. It's really hard for them to connect to your past shopping behaviors and also like really contact you afterwards if you're asking a questions or when you are having any of the comments. Furthermore, uh, for those platforms, they are very ads driven, right? Because that's how they make money. So yeah. very likely after the user engaged with the brand, i uh, actually a few brands I've been talking to, they complained to me that the platforms immediately started doing advertisement towards their users of their competitors. So they will hire influencer running a really big event and all these come. And these users like immediately got like targeted by their competitors and they actually got confused and end up buying their competitor's product. And then contact them afterwards and say, oh, this is different from what we saw in the video. They were like, you didn't even purchase the right product. Wow. Because this just makes sense, right? Because the yeah. platform, they have their own goals. And so as a lot of times, um, brands, spend a lot of efforts and budget driving users to their content only to find their users immediately got distracted by the other content right next to it, which is owned by their competitors most of the time. So I fundamentally believe if a brand were to really engage with their customers to get the right brand experience and also like really make their customers like focus on their own product offering, it makes sense to invite the customer to their store. Right? And the store is their e-commerce storefront. So not only we remember what the customers like, so next time when they come in, they get better and more personalized experience. But also like anything you recommend, any content that is theirs, stay in the store. And all the recommendation goes through that way. Instead of your efforts easily got distracted otherwise, which is the current scenario. Yeah. Interesting.
1: And absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Makes sense. So these are all the benefits for, you know, the, the brands the, on the brand side. Right. But uh, what about yeah. also like influencers and content creators? Can, can you go through some of maybe the main benefits on why, why a content creator should also become potentially a host of a, of a live sh- shopping uh, event, for example?
0: Yeah, I would like to uh, go with a brand that we work with. So before uh, they started using our solution, they draw run maybe like one influencer campaign per month, because it's just really hard to know how much revenue directly already comes from this campaign. While they know there's a lot of benefits, they just don't have a direct number. So they kind of just run it as of a customer service. But after they started using us, they saw immediately the influencer brought in 5,000 new customers. They make six figures after one event, right? So, number one, the influencers actually got paid way more fairly because mm-hmm. when they actually sell, they get paid more, right? So, one thing we noticed is some of the smaller influencers who may not have millions of followers, they actually have really engaging customer base got paid way more fairly. Uh, number two, because they saw all these amazing results, they actually now they started doing two events per week, or sometimes even more, because they sell these definitely sales and it definitely acquires new customers. And they feel way more confident to hire the influencers more frequently and for more different kind of events. So it's really a win-win situation Um, when you make all these numbers very clear and the user experience to be very easy because when it's on the site, users can buy much easier, right? So the transaction might reflect right there versus otherwise maybe the users are really engaged with the content and they forgot it afterwards. It's not really the influencer's fault by any chance, but they didn't get the credit that they deserve.
1: Okay, I get it. It's also interesting to see that we're going from, like, as you said, once in a while, once a month to multiple times during the week. Right. Also, I guess it's, it's, it helps for the retention, right, for the awareness and the multiple touch points. Right. You want just to be in front of you know your audience multiple times. Right. So I think that this is also like part of the. Educational side, right? Of all-day life shopping, right? That again, in the in the United States, is still pretty new as a thing, right? Compared to, for example, China, that has been there for many ages. And I was just the other day I saw these pictures of, uh, you know, a lot of it was it was a lot of uh, girls in this uh, sort of like studio, and each of them they had like a little space for each of them with uh, a ring light, a phone, and they were. Um, going live, right? With shopping and they were actually like, you know, each of them, they have a little space, right? And uh, each of them were like, like, even like selling or just, you know, like engaging with people online. And I was reading that in China, there are like a lot of um, almost, let's say, um, you know, almost academies, right? Where you can learn how to become a host. So can you tell me a bit more about the difference between like just maybe being a content creator, uh, you know, uh, and being a host, right? And why is it? Do you think, I mean, I think it's difficult still uh, in the United States to find good hosts compared to, for example, China, that now it's super normal there. Um, is it a different approach? Is it something different in, in the, the different society, in the culture? Why is that?
0: Yeah, actually, Alessandra, uh, I do feel in a U.S. market, it's way more branding driven. Right, so in China, you can go to Taobao, which is the Amazon equivalent to find out all these products. They don't really necessarily have a brand. It's just different sellers like selling the product. So the live streaming is kind of like showing you something you never heard about before. So you sell the demo and then you decide whether you want to buy or not. That's a very different experience versus in the US, right? In the US, it's really much more brand driven. I want to learn why should I trust you and become your customer. They say, I want to find a new facial cream and I found this side, right? Usually when you come to the US store, you learn about the brain story, right? The influencer also has their own stories. I'm not just a very good looking person. You can see, oh, my skin is impeccable. So she trust me for my skincare recommendation. Usually they are like, oh, I'm a doctor, right? or, oh, I actually follow this strict diet. I feel that's like a very different kind of approach of really, there is a storytelling right there. There's really like people want to understand why should I trust you at <laughs> the first place? And then if I were to trust you, tell me more about this brand, why is it better, right? Sometimes you hear about, they have special patterns. Sometimes you hear about the clinical results. Sometimes you heard about, oh, they use like cruelty-free natural ingredients. So that's just very, very different from, I would say, the live streaming style in China most of the time.
1: This is a brilliant analysis. Yeah, I never thought about like the demo, but uh, now they're telling me that... I just remember that I saw this video. I think it was on TikTok and absolutely it came from Douyin or some other Chinese apps. And this video was uh, in a factory where they make these uh, covers, uh, sort of like, you know, protection covers for iPhone. And they are super transparent, but really strong, you know. And they were demoing how you can like almost smash it with a, you know with with like you know with uh, um, different tools and they were pouring water on, and many people were like, "Oh my God, where can I buy?" It? but you're totally right. It was not about the brand because it was I think some random right uh, factory in China but uh, the in the video they were really good in the in the storytelling in how to demo that it is the product that you need because it's uh, it's stronger it, it can you know protect your phone, and as you said, it was not about you know the brand or the story about the brand right or or someone important like a celebrity it was just about the demo this is yeah what you said i think it's it's uh, i it's the first time that i hear about this difference so thank you for sharing that i think that more people have to understand you know the different approach when it comes to that so so that said between china and the us like is there any because i check on your website and you have a, a lot of like you know frequently asked questions and you have a sort of help desk where you can help people getting started can we go through, like, some of the most important hosting tips and tricks and best practices? Either you want to start or you want to get better in that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think there are two fundamental parts I found uh, the brain so the most lift. Number one is always do the live shopping at the time your users usually shop. It sounds trivial. But a lot of times people don't really follow that, right? So don't set up a time just you think that it's good. Actually do some analysis uh, on your current store. When do your users usually shop? If your users usually shop at 8 p.m., try to do it at 8 p.m., of right? Course. If your users usually shop at like 9 a.m., try to do it at 9 a.m. And for different user audiences, they just shop at such different times. Uh, and that can be completely different from the industry standard. And I think that small thing really changed the dial because that's the moment they are ready to buy. Right.
1: How do you know? Like, is there any way in social chat or is there any best practice on knowing where your audience is connecting?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, of course, once you start using our platform, we would let you know like when your users usually shop and when do they watch the videos and shop. But um, otherwise, you can try to do a one-time analysis by pulling out your purchases uh, mm-hmm. through your database and just see when your users usually shop. Because that's just so different from store to store, and sometimes it may shock you when it's their <laughs> peak time of shopping. So one of our customers, I found out, oh, your users are shopping the most often uh, in the morning on a Saturday, which is not some time I would otherwise guess. But, you know, it's just your users like to shop around that time and they do it at the time, right? Don't try to change their behavior. And another thing I found out that is very interesting uh, is it's really, really beneficial when you have a co-host to do like a fireside style of talking one thing i found really really beneficial is an influencer plus the brand right they bounce ideas together that different perspectives. they actually brought in different kind of audiences and also it just sounds way more genuine when there's a conversation going on and users love that more than like one person just continuously being talking on their own
1: Yeah, it makes sense. People want to get engaged. They want to have this conversation and feel part that you're like part of these, you know, just a a little group that is chatting around drinks and shopping, right? It is what you want to see. I mean, that is the potential and and why it is so exciting because it's not just, you know, watching, like, you know, shopping on TV back in the days or even just clicking on display ad. You can actually ask questions, right? And two people, I just, just said, they can interact, you know, with each other, right? And, uh, and I guess, like, I know that we can go more in details about metrics and analytics, but I guess that also the conversation make potentially the purchase going up, right? Because it's not just selling you, but it's telling a story, it's, it's being together, it's sharing the same the same uh, love maybe for things, right? So I don't know if you have any studies that are telling that, but maybe, I don't know, maybe did you notice something like that? Maybe when the people started getting together, you know, co-hosting an event, uh, did you see any correlation between then maybe purchase going up or is there anything there?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it also depends on the type of content. So some of the content is very, very timely and you see the purchase like happening like right there. Some of the content is actually more evergreen. So one of our brand partners, uh, the host herself is the chief science officer. And the co-host is a dermatologist and their con- conversation was really just purely knowledge. They didn't even try to sell the product, but that really makes the brain sounds way more trustworthy. And the customers really do believe of the patent they have and how it is really anti-aging. So for that, the conversion, lift happens like continuously, not only on the day it was aired, but like every week they still seeing people. What re watching or watching the video the first time and make a purchase right there.
1: Interesting. Yeah, it's similar to, as you said, like Fire Chat with like maybe an agency, a content creator, or a brand, right? You want different perspectives. So that makes sense. And uh, when it comes to going live, uh, you, sometimes you have the pro, but sometimes you can also have, I don't want to say they can't, but uh, people can right in a chat, right? They can interact. What about content moderation? I guess that, you know, if you are maybe just going live with 20 people, it's doable. But what if you start having I mean, 5,000 people? Uh, is that something that you should do by yourself? Uh, should you have the help of an assistant going through maybe in the back end and uh, eliminate like, you know, hateful comments, for example? Is that there, is there something that you see happening or, or not really? It's still too new as a thing.
0: I actually didn't really say. Uh, I I didn't really see much hate uh, comments at all just yet. Uh, I think just uh, ah actually what I saw most of the time is the customers were like really kind and said like okay. really nice things so far, That's good. which is beautiful. But definitely, usually uh, we recommend having a person doing moderation, just because it's moderation is not only about blocking uh, bad behavior for your customers, but also to answer questions. Yeah. Right. Because sometimes the host is like too busy answering uh, or like talking about what is going on, but they may not notice, especially when there are a lot of people asking questions. So it's always nice someone, like, okay, some questions are meant for the host to answer potentially, and some questions are just like, hey, what is your product link? Right. So the person can just like, answer right there uh, with a mm-hmm. the link, and the customers can easily just find it. Like without the host needs to like really specifically talk about, okay, how do you find the product, which is unnecessary. Yeah. Absolutely. So that definitely helped the live event to be way more smooth and way more interactive too, right? Because you kind of have a person in the crowd hanging out with them, which is never yeah. a bad thing.
1: Absolutely. No, I mean, that, that is, that is what like also fascinated me when I started looking at some of these videos. like you can ask, like, can I see the product again? Do you have it in blue? Right, and you just have that. Right, it's not it's not something boring. Like you can really have a chat, and uh, that that's what I think. That and sometimes people maybe they go there. I guess also not. I mean to shop, of course, but even just maybe to you know chat with other people and you know see if they like the product, right, and buy it. But uh, I don't know. I I saw that like community that they start, right, thanks to right and a host, right, because their hosts are able to sell. But also to bring people together, right? So I think that is also another interesting thing. And uh, so going from like, you know, content moderation, broadcasting, co-hosting, uh, let's go more in detail when it comes to, you know, technical things, right? Because uh, they might be boring for some people, but they are really important for the user experience uh, to have a smooth transaction on the platform and to make the funnel, right, uh, a bit shorter. So let's talk about the integrations also, right? That's on your, on your website, for example, that you have a, a one-click Shopify, app installed, right? So you say it's a seamless integration right, with your cart, you can put all the product feed and images and so on. How important it is to have integrations, for example, with Shopify? And what do you think that is missing the most nowadays on other, for example, social media when it comes to integration and making the UX even better?
0: I think really, um, it's just very, very important for customers to shop and find out where things are when they are interested, right? So we always heard about brains talking, oh, I'm not sure if I want to put in this like really high quality like YouTube video because it's really long. But we worried about like customers watch it and are super satisfied afterwards. They just forgot to come back to the website, right? Oh. Because the A2 card button is no longer there, which kind of makes sense. So I feel it's just so important to have this on your website and the users can easily search for other products, watch other content, or like making purchase right there. And most importantly is you know exactly what actions they took, right? So say I watched this video and then afterwards I went to search certain products and afterwards I ate certain products into cards. Like we know about this, then we can optimize and really know what users are looking for. Versus otherwise it's pretty opaque. Right. So on YouTube, I knew, okay, a hundred thousand people watched it. I didn't know how many of them actually made a purchase. I didn't know afterwards, did they watch another video? Did they come to my site? Uh, Actually, check out the product page. It's just like so many unknowns make it really hard to uh, optimize the user experience uh, and, and therefore making them a real customer to the brand and the store.
1: Yeah, it, it seems that uh, in the e-commerce space, in the social commerce, it's still missing a lot. Uh, everything that actually is pretty common in the other part of marketing, right? So if you have a landing page, you can use a heat map to see where the people are going, what they're looking at, where are they clicking, where the mouse is going. And as you said, where are they clicking? what is the step in the funnel that you're like losing the people, right? Is it at the last place of the car? Sorry, the step of the card. Is it when you have to add the information, for example, the credit card, you know? Uh, so what you said, I think it's it's crucial, right? Uh, to have more data on the back end to understand uh, who, who, first of all, who is your people, as we said before, and also how they behave, right? Uh, because if you don't have those data, you can start investing a lot of time and money. But if you don't have data to analyze, right, then... It's like being completely blind right when it comes to decisions also. So, so apart from the integration for, from Shopify, do you have any other integrations in social chat um, that you are really proud
0: of? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think another thing you touched right up uh, at the point was for e-commerce, like people do have a lot of different marketing channels and you just really need to combine them together. So we have the integration to the email marketing solution, Clofio as well that we automatically like created all these campaigns using the templates our customers already have or like to use, and we create all these target audience on their site as well, if they want to email these users who are particularly interested in certain different products or certain different kinds of contents like out there. We also uh, make it super easy if users do still want to put their content on different social medias, uh, but the difference we did was while we are broadcasting uh, the content to different social media, you can do it, uh like say five different platforms at the same time, and you can turn it off easily and make the users want to watch the remaining or the core content on your website. It's kind of like you give the trailers to okay. the users, all the places, but if they want to watch the real movie, they got to come to the theater, right? And I feel that's, that's <laughs> kind of where it is fair for uh, the users as well, right? They, they still want to know what are the new content you're having on your site. So learning it from your Instagram stories or other places is still wonderful. And they can get the full experiences watching the real content um, with you on your website right there.
1: I love it. I mean, it makes sense. As you said, maybe some people use YouTube Shorts uh, to send the people to their YouTube and from their YouTube to a landing page and so on, right? So everyone does that, They, you know, using teasers and, you know, little short form videos. Um, so it's interesting uh, to, to hear that also on people. And uh, and also, let's let's talk a bit about numbers, right? Because at the end of the day, this is also a number game, right? You can create yeah. the best content ever, but you want to sell more, right? So yeah. can you, I don't know if you can share with us like any maybe successful case studies or any numbers, Uh, let's talk about, you know, like uh, purchase rate ROI, customer acquisition cost, right? Just for people to understand why they should start looking at this as not just another thing to do, but a must have.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm really thankful for certain brands. that are waiting to share and do a case study with us of their numbers. So we are seeing like three digits uh, percentage lift uh, from per- of purchase rate uh, when the brands start doing live shopping and video shopping. The exact number we did our case study was two hundred and sixty six percent of users who actually uh, engage versus when they were doing this um, um, like other platforms. Wow, uh, that's Also, a lot. we were able to yeah. Also, we were able to see um, the. The CAC writer, so uh, a, a brand partner has been telling us also in the case study that uh, when they hire an influencer versus when they uh, have the influence on their site, uh, whether it's on like Instagram or on the site, they saw like five times difference in purchases. So in other words, it's five times higher ROI because they fundamentally paid the same amount of money uh, for the person to share the content, which is also very exciting. And finally, I think uh, one thing I'm I'm very happy to hear about is um, the brand partners also told us the average order volume also increased uh, by uh, on average by like about 25 to 30% uh, because users did learn more. So instead of like being, I'm not so sure about this and let me just buy something small versus like, oh, I really saw the benefit of using all these few products together and they are more confident on buying more. So we're really seeing a really good lift from all the things you were asking, like the conversion rate of users purchasing, really uh, the number of revenue and also finally, like each user are more valuable in a that, way, I mean, right? Because they end up buying more.
1: I mean, when you say 25 percent I mean, like, for some companies can be a huge difference in revenues and final profit, right? I mean, we're not talking about a 2-3% lift, right? I mean, 25% can be really a huge difference, right? Especially if you're starting to invest money uh, in, in these. That's, that's fantastic. And uh, what do you think that is the future of this space? Where is it going? And again, you know, we already discussed it about China being there for a long time already. The US is starting now. The UK also is starting a bit more compared to other countries in Europe. But uh, what is the future of this? Do you think that in the States especially, is this is something that is going to ever become a big thing? Is it going to take more time? Is it a cultural shift that has to arrive even before a technical gap? How do you see the future of this in the next, let's say, three to five years?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the future is definitely everything has to become more interactive and everything has to become more visual. There's no doubt at all. The reason is very simple, right? Like before people just see e-commerce as a like a, almost a complementary thing to their indoor, in-store shopping experience. If they really want to see something, they go to a store and then when they buy it again, they shop online. But now a lot of the brands, they really sometimes they even release the products first in the e-commerce store, right? They really like shoot, um their distribution channels to be online. And the customers also got used to shop online first, instead of that to drive like 30 minutes or even an hour to a shopping mall nearby. With this shift, the fundamental of human shopping behavior still doesn't change. We need to know more. We need to feel we are truly connected to the brand or the sales representative. We want to see like, what other people are buying, right? So I think all these fundamental, like social proof, we call it, uh, would still be there. And how do we really build this, right? There's really no other way than having this more interactive, you find more your customers to come in and shop together. And also, it just makes such a huge difference, Alessandro, like even now we are talking, right? You see someone's face, versus you just see someone typing to you. That experience is just so different, right? So when you are shopping, like, it's just like, it's like, without a doubt, I want someone to be talking to me and like really give me the service. Right? That's why people go to like Apple Store when they were consulting. And now when you do online, you can consult with them as well in that way instead of just a chat box. It's a there. basic
1: basic human relationship, right? It's just what, what we need as a society, right? And it's common sense that yeah. some people don't realize that Yeah, you prefer someone that is chatting with you and you can potentially meet in a way that's someone typing,
0: for sure. Absolutely. And also something it just it's not only human interaction, it's also it's just way more information as well, right? They can show you how it looks like. They can like see how you look like and make recommendations for you. It's just a lot of things that otherwise couldn't really be exchanged uh, in terms of information.
1: And, and on the information that you said, really interesting point. I think that also it can help you for real time feedback, right? Uh, maybe, yeah. Maybe you didn't think about a question from your audience, right? think about it when you put an e-commerce, you put your detail of the product, right? And you say dimensions, uh, weight, uh, colors, yada, yada, and you put certain things. But uh, during a live streaming, like people can actually ask you questions about a product and maybe you can see a pattern, right? And let's say that if 10 people ask you the same question that you didn't think about it, one, it can help you for your positioning and two, it can help you as information for the next time that you go and present, right? Because if 10 people ask you one thing, then the next time on your, you know, hosting a new live streaming, you can actually be there and start with that information, right? Just to captivate, captivate so think That the information part that you said it's, uh, it's crucial. It's it's a really good point there. Uh, is there anything that we left out today? Is there anything else that you would like to cover?
0: I think we pretty much cover a lot of exciting topics already. If anything I want to add, it just. AdiCentral, this is not a new behavior, right? When we shop in the store,
1: it used to be a way,
0: when there's a product launch, they demo and they invite all these VIP customers to come to see a demo and they buy right there. When we have a one-to-one consulting, like someone talking about the product and then you make a purchase right there. Really, we have just been owing our customer, in my honest opinion, this experience when they shop online, rather than we are adding something that we are inventing. It's just really something they always got before and we should like give it back to them when they shop online because why not
1: totally i'm really excited to see what is gonna you know bring all these in the in the next future i do agree we need more than now um and you know more gamification more interaction more engagement absolutely i do agree with you 100 percent uh thank you so much i learned a lot of things today so thank you for sharing that with me and with the audience today um and uh this was the Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory, Jeremy firstly by, um, you know, social chat and uh, amazing, just really amazing. Uh, follow us for the next episode or next week. Thank you so much for joining me today and see you in the next episode.
0: Thank you so much, Jerry Thanks for having me. It was a great conversation.